0: So for many, when you think about church, what comes to your mind when you think about church? For many, when you think about church, you think about the the building, a building that you go to on a weekend. You think about, oh, a place I go visit that has some really cool things for my kids to do. It's, It's a place where you get, our kids used to call it donut day. You know, like, hey, hey, what's Sunday morning? That's donut day. Yeah, they never got to eat donuts except for Sunday morning. They We continue the tradition today. I know whatever it takes to get your kids to fall in love with church, everybody, they call it donut day. And so what is it you think of when you think of church? What I need you to understand is that church is not just a building. It's not a place you go. It's not just really great programs, right? It's, it's not just uh, incredible musicians on stage and watching the professionals do their thing. Listen, that's not the church. The church is God's people. It's God's people. So when we talk about the church, we're talking about about people. The Greek word, which the Bible was written in Greek, the Greek word used for church in the Bible is the word ekklesia. Ekklesia, it it means called out ones. It's a people, watch, you, Cadence, right? You called out. I just called her out. Okay, you called out. Mike, you called out. It's, it's, you, it's people called out from where they were to be a part of something monumental. Called out to be a part of a movement, a family. And so the church is this, these called out people. Uh, we get the English word from an old Scottish word, Kirk. Kirk where we get the word church it means belonging to the Lord belonging to the Lord so the church is not a building program it's a people who belong to the Lord it's a people who belong to God the church belongs to Jesus you called out, you called out, you called out, and God is gonna call more out. We're gonna watch the church grow and grow over the next several, several months and several years as the church continues to reach more people. God's gonna call them out of darkness and into light, call them out of death and into life. And they discover that when they become a part of the church. They are called out unto Jesus and into life. And that church, that collective group of people, here's what I need you to understand, According to scripture, they belong to Jesus. They belong to Jesus. And friends, if they belong to Jesus, then then Jesus should be able to tell us what the church is supposed to do and not do. Amen? Jesus has called us out, and Jesus is the one who's not just uh, called us out. He He can because he's the one who purchased us. You can't be a part of the church unless you've, unless Jesus paid the price. We couldn't have a church. We couldn't have the church unless Jesus had paid the price to redeem the church, to, to get us out of the darkness and bring us into the light, to, to, to have the power to call us out of death and into life. That all happened on the cross. And so Matthew 16, 18, Jesus said this. He not only did he call us out, he paid for the church. He said, I'm then going to build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So who's the church? The church are called out people who've been purchased by Jesus, and now we're being built by Jesus. Jesus is building the church today. And because it's his church, and we are his people, listen, we then align ourselves to his heartbeat. What does he want for the church? What does he want this to look like? And there are four things I want to show you in scripture as we look at this doctrine of the church. Four things that we need to have as the church in order to, to live within Orthodox Christianity, okay? What does it look like to be the church? Okay, well, first and foremost, the, the church, according to Jesus, we're to organize ourselves biblically, okay? Okay? There's a there's a structure in the church. There's a there's an organization. He he called us into the church and then he structured the church. He organized it. And so you see in places, write these down, I, I have them for you in your notes, but, but in Titus 1, 6 through 9, in 1 Timothy 3, 8 through 13, scripture talks about the elders and the deacons, or we call them pastors and ministry leads. There's a structure. God anoints different people within the church to play different positions within the church to, to establish authority and, and structure and, and roles within the church. So God will call some to be pastors, and pastors are meant by God to guide the church, okay? Um, pastors, when they're, when they're doing their job, the word pastor doesn't mean better, it doesn't mean uh, what someone think it means. What, what pastor literally means is is to is to serve or to shepherd, to love, to care. Okay, it's to lead people. They have a gift of of leadership, of preaching and teaching. And so there are pastors that God gives the church. God then also structures the church with pastors, and then He also gives us what we call what the Scripture calls deacons, or literally ministry leads, deacons and deaconesses. Okay. Guys and girls is leading the church, gifted by God to to do so. And in our church, we, we call those ministry leads. And deacons and deaconesses, they, they gift the church. If the pastors are guiding, the deacons and deaconesses are, are gifting the church. In other words, they've been given a gift by God, a grace by God. You go figure that out. And then you use that. To encourage and to serve the church. This is why we do our Life Track. If you haven't been to Life Track, you need to go to Life Track because we're gonna help you get your life on track. Okay, that's what we do at Life Track. What we do is we help you find out what's inside of you. If you're a part of the church right now, look at me. You're part of the church. In other words, God's brought you in, you've got a gift. God puts something in you that He intends to be used by you in the context of this structure in the church. And so, what we do in Life Track is we go, we, we help you determine what God put inside of you. Some of you are called to be leaders within the church. Some of you, all of us are called to serve in, inside the church. And we're going to help you find out what that is. Some of you are called, God is calling you to be the, the next pastors of, of campuses we're going to plant. Some of you are called to be missionaries. Some of you are, are called to, to help pour into the next generation. Some of you are, we're going to help you find what that is. The gift God gave you is meant to come alive in the context of the church. Okay, amen? So God calls the church, he structures the church. Uh, First Corinthians 12, 12 refers to the church as a body. Jesus, uh, just as a body, it tells us, though one has many parts, but all of its many parts are from one body, so is Christ. Christ's body, how does it work? It's not just one. It's many with different gifts, doing different things, making up that one body. And that body is to to work together in order to accomplish what God has called it to do. And every part of that body is wildly important. The parts you don't see are extremely important. I want you to know around this church, there are things you don't see. There are people working behind the scenes that you've, you've never met, that may never step on the stage. It would, it would cause them to break out into sweat if they had to come step into the stage, right? But we could not do what we do without them. Like, you can't see my heart right now. You can't see my blood vessels right now. But I tell you what, if they got clogged up and they weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing, this would be a mess right now, right? And so I thank God for those of you that, that serve in this church with a gift God gave you. Some of you love getting up early in the morning and coming and setting the chairs straight. You know why the chairs are straight this morning and they're in line? And you know why everything's working so well online? Is that because there are people that are helping you see things online that you'll never see because they don't want to be seen, right? And so can we just real quick thank God for all the people that are behind the scenes, organizing themselves to make this happen. And I want you to understand this. Every weekend that goes by, when someone gives their life to Jesus, it's not because, well, pastor did a good job this morning. No, it's because the body of Christ was doing what God called the body of Christ to do. If all there was was me, we would have an issue, somebody. Come on, amen? Lots of issues. And so here's what I want you to understand, that we actually become stronger as a church. We actually accomplish more of what God's called us to do as a church when more of us step into what God's called us to do as individuals. You want to see what God wants to do through citizens? Step into what God is calling you to do as an individual. See, we are the church. So we organize ourselves biblically. So I'm saved. It's not just about me getting to heaven. Think you got to get to get to heaven. But it's about me being a part of a church. I'm not born into. When I'm saved, I'm not born again into isolation and into some vacuum. I'm born again into a family, I, and I've been given a gift to be a part of this family. Between now and the day I go see Jesus face to face, boy, I'm gonna organize. We're gonna we're gonna organize ourselves as God's called us to. Hey, you got a gift to pastoral leadership? Let's pull that out of you. You you what is that thing inside of you? We're gonna pull it out of you and help you to live in it. Why? Because Jesus asked us to, and this is His church. And I'm not going to sit around and do what I want to do. I'm going to do what Jesus wants us to do. And we're going to organize ourselves biblically. Amen? Amen. Come on, can I get a better amen? amen? Amen. So, we step into this organization biblically. Find our structure. What is the next thing we see doctrinally in regards to the church biblically? Okay. The next thing is this, is we organize ourselves biblically. And then scripture actually calls us, ready? To gather together corporately. Boy, I know this is a hot topic in the middle of COVID. But listen to me, everybody. God has called the church. We cannot get around this. I have no other way to do this but then to present to you what God's word says, is that we are to gather together corporately. The Bible says, do not forsake the gathering of yourselves together as in the manner of some. Isn't it interesting that he uses that in the context of the end days? He says, and all the more as you see the end days approaching, we're to gather together corporately. It literally means that we are to assemble ourselves physically. Now, I understand that there are seasons we walk through, like we have with COVID, where we have to exercise wisdom and we have to exercise Uh, you know, just being sensitive to what's happening in our world. But I'm telling you this, friends, we cannot stay there. There is a gathering corporately that God intends for the church in order for us to thrive. There is something that you get when you're in the room. There's something that you get with people that you cannot get without people, right? And, And... I think it's very interesting how the enemy has played this over the last several, several months and over this last year. He's trying to cripple the church. He's trying to come up against what God intends for us to thrive in. He's trying to push us from. You thrive in community. As a matter of fact, I know those of you that are even watching online right now, your, your heart's even just longing to, to, to be here, and you're looking for the time and the, listen, and the season, and maybe you've been gripped with uh, different circumstances that you're, you're, you're walking through. But here's what I want to help encourage you to do is to, to walk through it and, and to get to the other side of it. Let's get you to the place where you're gathering back together. I love the fact that a lot of you who are joining us online are then gathering together in small groups during the week. That's great. You got to get around people. We gather together corporately. Do not forsake the gathering of yourselves, the assembling of yourselves. Right? It's like um, it's like a fire. You could watch a fire online, right? But it just doesn't. It's just not the same, right? It's not. And I know you're longing for that, but there has to come a season where we go, okay? I I need to get I need to get around. It's um. It's even like what I'm watching happen with uh, with social media. you watch this with students. We 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 crave community, right? Look at listen to me everybody. I want to talk to you. all you students in here. Anyone's addicted to your Instagram thing. Watch listen. I'm not against it, but you need to watch out for what it's doing because here's what it's doing. It's taking a desire that you have that God's given you, community. Something that we're actually called to, community, doing life together. The church is not just a building. It's a people, and it's a people who do life together, okay? Now watch. Here's what happens. You have a craving inside of you to do life with some people. So you jump on Instagram, and you you feel connected, right? Because, oh, so-and-so did this, and so-and-so did that. But this isn't really connection. You know what it is? It's, it's, it's a, There's a sweetness to it and it's because it's community, and so you're drawn to it but it's a little bit like cotton candy. You know what I mean? It's really sweet and it tastes really good, but you take a bite and, where'd that go? I need more of that. Right? And it's just like, you eat a whole thing of cotton candy and you never walk away, going, you, you're in the moment going, this, mm, this is so, this is so, this is so good, right? Right, this is so, but you walk away kind of going, oh, oh. why, why? Because there's, there's sweetness, but there's no substance. The sweetness, but you need some meat. You need some peas and carrots, everybody. You need you need some mashed potatoes all up inside of you every now and then. You need it. You know what I mean? And, and if all you're eating is candy, it just will not do it for you. God has created you, okay, to not forsake the gathering of yourselves together, as in the manner of some. And we can substitute here and there, and we could substitute for a season, but it's got to be just the season. There's got to be a moment where you start to allow yourself, man, you got to get around. You need the. the Bible says there's a laying on of hands. There's something that happens when I, when I put a hand on you, when I throw an arm around you, when I look you in the eyes, and I, I've missed you, and I love you, and how are you? And Come on, everybody, we, we yeah. gather together corporately. Can I get it better? Amen. And moving forward, friends, listen, we have friends that, 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 that are in seasons and we have grace for that. We going to say there's grace for that? There's grace for that. But listen, that grace has to lead us and give us permission not to go further from what God's called us, but to take steps, even if it's slowly, into what God's called us. Amen? We gather together corporately. Scripture fully intends that we get here. And we read in Scripture that when we gather together, that we gather together for the preaching of God's word, the teaching of God's word. We gather together for communion once a month at our bold nights. We gather together for baptisms, okay? Corporate worship. There's something powerful about corporate worship. Do you know the Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people? Like when we're praising God together, God just shows up. He says he's with his church. And there's a ministry that happens when God is with us in, in praise that can't happen on anywhere else. There's actually something you're built for. There's something you're craving. There's something you need that you can only get when you get, God's, get with God's people. And you're praising God with God's people. God shows up and, and just meets you in a way that you, you need and you won't get anywhere else. We're intended to gather together corporately, to worship together corporately. And get this, ready. I'm gonna. Since I'm offending everybody, I'm gonna keep offending everybody. Ready? God intends for you to do that weekly. Weekly. The Bible shows us in 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 Acts that the church gathered together every week, and they were they would not. Miss it. There was a gathering on the first day of the week in Acts chapter 20, verse 7. In 1 Corinthians 16, 1 and 2, we see them gathering on the first day of every week for prayer and communion and fellowship and worship and the teaching of God's word. Every single week, friends, they were gathering together. Do you know what Barna Group was telling us before COVID? That church attendance has gone from every other week, that's where we were, uh, and then right before COVID, regular church attendance was considered once every six weeks. I meet people all the time. You say, oh, Pastor Chris, I love your church. I go to Citizens. You know, I'm like, oh, when you've been there? Oh, last time I was there it was like four or five months ago. Oh, okay. I, and I, I'm glad. Listen, I'm, I come on, man. We've got a big old arm around you. But my heart breaks. Because I just go, I know that there's more for you. And I... I, 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 I you can't live in an all that God has for you unless you are doing what he's called you to do. Listen, you are not your own. He bought you at a price. And then he has asked you to be a part of the church. And then he tells you that you're to gather together weekly. And then we wonder, why are, why are we in such a mess? Why is our nation in, in going here and what's happening with our kids and I just don't get it? What if we just did what God told us to do? Like, you're missing it. Man, I just feel like getting in all sorts of trouble. Listen, can I tell you something? I love you and your family enough to tell you that your kids are not going to get from their soccer team what they're going to get from church. And I'm telling you something, man. The baseball and the football and the whatever it is that's pulling you and your kids away from this, it is going to cost you. You might think it's great right now, but it, oh, but Pastor Chris, that's how I'm going to pay for the kids to go to the college. You're going to get a soccer thing. Listen. You can train your kids to gain the whole world. They can have it all. But if you don't teach them to love Jesus and be committed to his bride, the church, you've missed it as a parent. You've missed it. This is what God has called us. Listen, I'm, I'm not telling you, This isn't like, well, Pastor Chris, no, this is God's word to you. You don't belong to you. You belong to Jesus. Who do you think you are to go out and do things other than what Jesus has told you to do? He has said, you organize yourselves biblically. Find your spot. He has said, gather together corporately every week. I say it all the time. The Sunday you miss is the Sunday you need. Why do I need that Sunday that I missed? Because it's the one you missed. I'm telling you guys, you watch it pay dividends in the life of your children. How many of you grew up in a generation where it's like you grew up going to church, miss your hands, you grew up going to church? Those of you who grew up going to church in the last generation, you knew if you missed a Sunday you was going to hell, right? Like you come on, it was like that. It was like we will not the kids are puking, you're like get your butts out of bed. We going to church today, right? Like we need some of that old school commitment again, right? There's just something about that. Nowadays it's like I'm just not feeling it. I I I got, home late, can I, I got home late last night, everybody, and I went to church. It's like, I'm committed. And it's not just because of the pastor. It's because I belong to Jesus. I take my orders from him, and he said, listen, you find your spot in the church, and then you gather together corporately, and you get there weekly. Can't I just catch it on the podcast? can I just? Listen, sure. There are supplemental seasons. But if all you have is supplements, after a while, it's going to start to affect you. Okay? Everyone still love me? Okay. Kind of, Mike said. You need to know that when you're beat up, when you're discouraged, when you're hurting, when, when, here's what the do—he's going to trick you into thinking that everything's okay out there running around, you're not doing church and everything's okay and he's going to keep you, he's going to keep you entertained by all this stuff and then something's going to hit, something's going to, something's going to come up in one of your kids' lives or something's going to come up in your marriage and can I tell you where the root of that stuff is, it's just a lot of it's because you haven't been here and what are you going to need when that hits, you're going to need this, you're going to need these people, I'm telling you and the time to build the relationship structure that's going to hold you up in those moments is not in that moment, it's before that moment. Okay, you need it now to, A, keep you from that moment and walk with you through that moment. So friends, we, we gather together, we organize ourselves biblically, we gather together corporately. Now watch this, we're gathering together corporately. I'm going to push this even further. It's not just coming on Sunday mornings. Scripture actually teaches us that we then grow together relationally. So we're gathering corporately, and there's something happening in the, in the worship, and there's something happening when God's word's being preached uh, uh, audibly in, in, in groups, right? There's something God's just doing something. But then he says, I, I also want to do something else. There's another layer I want to take you to, and I need you to not just gather together corporately, but to start growing together relationally. When you get together corporately, God is going to do something relationally with you and some other people around you. I call it. I call it divine flow. God's going to give you flow with somebody. You know what I mean? Come on. Like there are people you you get around and you're like, oh, okay, this isn't quite flowing. I'll hang with you. And I'm glad you're at charge. But there's just not flow. God is going to bring some people where there's some flow. Pay attention to your relationships because God builds you and he builds the kingdom relationally. He intends for you to lean into those relationships. That's why I keep... Asking you to get involved in small groups, to get around some people. I'm hoping that you find your flow. You're born into a family. You're using your gift within the context of the family. But now you need to walk with your family like they are family. Right? 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13 says this. You were baptized by one spirit into the body of Christ... Jews are Greek, slave or free, we're all made to drink of the same spirit. You're born into, this is what I want you to see of this, into a body. You're brought in, you're part of it, okay? Ephesians 2.19 says, consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow what? Citizens, good name for a church, everybody. You're a fellow what? Citizens with God's people and members of his household. So you're now family. So here's what scripture now begins to tell us in the, We look at the doctrine of the church. It says that we start acting like family. We start treating each other like family. He tells us to do things like this, to bear one another's burdens, right? To rejoice with those who rejoice and to weep with those who weep. There's this depth he starts calling us to as a family. We do this together. Together. We always or often like to talk about our personal relationship with Jesus. You know my personal relationship with Jesus? Come on, you've heard that? My per- the Bible, hold on, let me walk you through this. The Bible never actually talks about your personal relationship with Jesus. You know, only one time Paul, the apostle, said, My Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Every time the Lord is mentioned in Scripture, there's this our, our Lord and right? Our God and Father. Hour. Look at it in your scripture. Pay attention to it when you're watching when you're reading through scripture. Why? Because in their mentality, in the early church's mentality, there wasn't this. You're over here, and you've got your relationship with Jesus, and you're over there, and you got your relationship with Jesus. Everyone was they saw themselves as a corporate body, a family worshiping their God. The Jews get this. I love when you go to Israel and you hang out with 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 uh, with born again Jews. They worship our God, right? There's a community about it. When there's songs that they sing is all about our Lord, our, right? There's a community. We've gone in our culture from a we to a me mentality. So no longer is it we are doing this, it's I am in my thing. And it actually begins to deteriorate what God intends. Yes, God intends for you to have a personal relationship with him, for sure. But God intends for you to walk in that personal relationship with God in the context of a community, our relationship with God. How is our God wanting to work through our family in in our lives, right? Does that make sense, everybody? Just a slight change there. This is what God intends for us, our Father. Scripturally, salvation is spoken as you becoming a part of and walking with this community. Well... In the fall, Genesis, the outcome of the fall was that man tried to, remember, hide. Right? We said, oh, we don't want community, and you get out of my life, and there's shame, and we're pushing people out. Well, in salvation, and in in God's plan for you, it's to call you out of that hiding and into community. So here's what God does in, in the church. He says, Organize yourselves biblically, gather together corporately, and and then listen. Grow together relationally. So in other words, get out of the hiding, and being ashamed, and being this, and I, I'm and pushing people out. And he says he calls all these people have been trying to hide. And he says, hey, go do life together. Go love one another. You know the one another's of scripture. You heard me talk about this before. The one another's. Everyone knows that love one another, right? But you know the majority of the one another's. There's a bunch of them. All of them presuppose mess. All of them presuppose that there's a bunch of broken people trying to figure out this thing together. So it's it's love one another, yeah, but then it's what? It's forgive one another, it's suffer long with one another, it's bear one another's burdens, right? It's it's this it's this broken people coming out of hiding to share life together. People often well meaning would say things like this Well, you know, woman all you need is God. You're walking through something all you need is god that's actually not technically biblically true because when you go to god god says here's what you need you need the body of christ that i gave you god says it's not good think about this adam is walking in perfection eden right he has everything he needs he's got a perfect relationship with god and then god declares in that moment where adam looks like he has everything he needs Matter of fact, most Christians would say, that's all you need to be a really good Christian. He's got a perfect little life in, the, in Eden, and he's got a perfect relationship with, with God. And then God says this, it's not good. There's something not good about this moment. It's not good that man should be alone, and he creates for Adam, Eve. And he goes, here we go. Why? Because what we need is not just God. What? You're following me. What God will say you need is a whole lot of me and a whole lot of what I've given to you through the body of Christ. Does that make sense? So if, if, watch, do you remember the gifts I told you about when we organized ourselves biblically? If God has given you a gift and you a gift and you a gift and you a gift, you know why he gives you those gifts? He gives you those gifts to build up one another in the body of Christ and to reach the world around us. Now watch. If, those are called graces in scripture, by the way, you've been graced, you've been, you've been, Given a power of God on on your life, a grace of God in your life. If you've got a grace, and you've got a grace, and you've got grace, listen. And I'm going to God to get grace. God, I I need some help in my life right now. I need some, and I go to God to get grace. Do you know where God asks me to go to get his grace? His grace is, doesn't just come directly from him. His grace, he's talked into them. And he's tucked into them and he's put over there. And, he's put, and so when I go to God to get grace, you know where God pushes me? He pushes me into the place where he's planted that grace, where he's put that grace in the body of Christ. And so if I'm gonna grow in the strength or the grace of God on my life, I've gotta grow in the relationships with others God's put around my life. That makes sense? That's the body of Christ. I'm discovering from you something God put inside you to bring into me, And then I'm gonna take what God's put inside of me to share with you so that you can grow and I can grow and the Bible says in Ephesians and we build up the body of Christ to bring glory to God. Like we're stuck, I think. Come on, amen. We get stuck sometimes. Everyone, I'm doing my thing, I'm doing my thing. No, no, no. You gotta go build some really deep relationships. You gotta do life with some people, not just gather together corporately, but do life together biblically. What you need is family and your family is the church. I'm not saying that you can't have relationships outside the church. What I am saying is you will not get from those relationships what God intends for you to have. Like there's something God will give you when you build these relationships. And relationships take time, everybody. They take investment. They take showing up, they take going to small group, they take finding your right small group. I'm going to give you permission right now. Listen, you might show up to your first small group and you go for three three times, you're like, ah, it's a little awkward, I'm not really flowing. That's okay, that's okay. Everyone's going to have different flow. Go find another one where you flow. And if you try two or three small groups and you can't find your flow, start your own small group, okay? And find flow, find people that you do life with. And when I say flow, that doesn't mean that's always easy. That it just means that there's just like, I, we're gonna be friends for life, right? You meet people like, I'd go on vacation with you, right? You gotta find those people and do, do life with them. And it doesn't happen in any other context than, than, than the church. And scripture then assumes that you're getting this somewhere. Everyone follow me? So the church, biblically, we are called out by God. We organize ourselves biblically, Okay. We gather together corporately. We start growing together relationally. Find those relationships, please, please, please. And then this is the last one, everybody, is that we are intended by God. We, the church, are intended by God to change the world together intentionally. We change, every one of those words is important, the word, world, together, intentionally. We are the ones that are called by God to do that. We are the ones that that God is wanting to work through right now to turn the tides of what's happening around us right now. Like God's answer to the issues in the world isn't, you know, you've heard me talk about this before, isn't like, well, we gotta get different policies happening here and different, you know, leaders over there and different, no. God looks to the church and he says, the church is my change agent within the world that I've put them. Like we are the ones that God wants to change the world through. Listen, break it down to a very a microscopic level your neighbor's life needs to be changed there's got to like think about it right there's, there's, there's something that God wants to do in, in their life there's, there's ministry they need ministry is, is divine resources touching human needs there's, they, they need to be touched by divine resources that's not going to happen in any other arena than the church you need the church they need the church and the way that their life is going to be changed is when the church, you, throw an arm around them. It's when you stop long enough to actually see what's happening in their life. To Stop long enough to actually care what's happening in the lives of the people we pass by every single day day stop long enough to actually care for the people God's put around us stop long enough to start investing in the people God's brought near us I'm telling you right now friends this is how God will change the world when every believer wakes up to do what God's called us to do and have influence on the people God's put around us you've got what I call sphere of influence everybody you have a sphere of influence are people who are closer to you in that sphere of influence are people further away Everyone that's in your sphere of influence, what if you thought about it like this? God put them there. Hey, that that person that's standing in line behind you at Trader Joe's, that, that person that you work with, that person you're doing Zoom calls with every every single week. What if, what if they're not just there happenstance? What if they're there because God put them there? And God put you there so that you you would be in their midst and have influence on them that God wants to have on them, and God has the influence on them through the people that God's going to choose to put around them. And he chose to put you there. And what if you just started paying attention to that and opening up yourself to go, God, how would you use me as I'm here? Standing in light at Trader Joe's. As I'm here with this waiter, this waitress, what's the what's the piece of heaven that you want to, to f- flow out of me into their life right now? And you might find yourself praying with a, a waiter or waitress. And you might find yourself after a, a staff meeting at, at work, pulling someone aside, asking them to go to lunch with you because you could tell that there's just something bothering them, that they're wrestling with something. And you're going to go and, and begin to minister to them, listen, the only thing that can, heaven, gospel. What your friends need, they cannot find anywhere else. I'm telling you. And if you genuinely care, you're going to start to open up the answer to them. You are the salt. You are the light. And if you stop being the salt and you stop being the light, then, friends, our world has no hope. Because the church is the hope of the world. God working through the church. Amen? So we... We as a church will continue to lean into what Jesus has told us as the church to do. Organize ourselves biblically. Find your spot. Find your spot. Gather together corporately. Come on, everybody. Lean in. We're gonna grow together relationally. I found my church. Good, good. Now find your crew. Found my church. I go to church. Good, good. Find your crew. They're here. They're here. I promise you they're here. There's friends waiting for you. And then, hey, everybody, let's go change the world together intentionally. We've got an incredible opportunity to do that as as Easter's coming up. I'm telling you guys, you do your part, I'll do mine. I'll preach God's word. But watch, the preaching of God's word needs to match the living out of God's word. (laughs) Come on. The preaching of the gospel becomes so much more powerful when they've watched the gospel being lived through your life. When we see people give their lives to Jesus, it's because you've been modeling the gospel and now they're hearing the gospel. They're not going to believe that God loves them as I'm saying it unless they've seen God loving them through you living it, right? And that's how God works, amen? As each of us do.